Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you all to episode two, episode two, episode two of Dr. Mike TV Experience, a.k.a. a black guy in the Philippines, wherein we are here to make podcasting great again and here to make Philippine blogging great again. Welcome, you guys, to episode two, when today we are going to talk about how do Filipinos treat black Americans? Now, the focus here is black Americans as a race, okay? Now, I understand that a lot of people who ask me questions about how they treat Black Americans in general tend to have some animosity and kind of some tension and apprehension about traveling to the Philippines because they kind of feel like they're going to be met with the same mentality of people that they're going to meet in the United States. Now, I can honestly say that the atmosphere in the United States is not one that is um, positive for a lot of people of a darker melanin or a darker skin pigmentation. I can honestly say there's some hostility going on. Let's be honest with one another. We do not have to sugarcoat it over here. We can be honest. I don't need to go into details. We already know about the whole police situations. We already know about a lot of stuff that's going on in the United States that a lot of people agree with and do not agree with. But let's take that focus off of the United States and let's bring it to Southeast Asia. Let's bring all of that energy over to the Philippines as we speak. A lot of people believe that you're going to be met with that type of hostility when you come to the Philippines. But I am here to inform you and also ensure you that that is the absolute, complete opposite when you come to the Philippines. I can honestly say that in all the countries that I have been to, I have never in my life felt a more warmer embrace than I have felt from Filipino people ever since I've been in the country. You know, it's just amazing when people come up to you and they're like, thank you, my brother. Thank you for coming to my country. Thank you for visiting my country. Now, when they say my brother, they really mean it like your compadre, like somebody that they really, really like you know they're not saying it to be funny they're like my brother thank you for coming here or they say hello joe welcome to my country now when they say joe joe is a term that is used to describe all foreigners <laughs> all american foreigners or so because it was in reference to the gi joe aka the um time when the united states occupied territory in the philippines and we were stationed here so instead of knowing each and every foreigner by name every foreigner was just known as joe but i can honestly tell you as a man a black man living in the philippines i have never felt such a warmer embrace from people than I felt while in the Philippines. They are so warm. They are so open. They are so caring. They're like, you know, welcome to my country. You know, you know, can I feed you? Like, do you like Filipino foods? They love to ask you questions. Where are you from, my brother? Do you like Filipino foods? Like, what Filipino foods do you like? Do you want to try this one? Do you want to have a drink with me? You know, they are just inviting you to do all of these activities. Like, they're really, really very, very, very open people. And they're like this with everybody. But because this podcast is focusing more so on the African-American race, I can honestly say that I have never felt a more warmer embrace than I have ever felt inside of the Philippines. Now, I know one of the bigger questions that people are going to ask me is, you know, do they say the N-word? Or have you ever heard anybody call you the N-word in the Philippines? Now, I will never sit there and tell you that racism doesn't exist. Let's be honest with one another. Racism exists in every part of the world. There is no place that you can go where racism doesn't exist. But I have never heard 
a Filipino come out and blatantly call me the N-word to my face. They would never do that. But what I will tell you is this, and this is the one interesting thing that I've learned throughout my entire experience in the Philippines. They do use the N-word, but let me explain to you why. What I've learned is that when you hear a Filipino say the N-word, like, hey, what's up, my nigga? I'm going to say it. I'm sorry, guys, don't take offense to it, but they'll say it. I'm not going to say it again. They'll say it like that. Most of us would buck up and get offended by it. But what you're failing to realize is you're not looking at it from a broader perspective. Most of the times when Filipinos aren't really educated in school, the way that they learn English is through music. So you can imagine if you're listening to an African-American song or a hip-hop song, because yes, they do love hip-hop music. I'll discuss that a little bit later on. But you can only imagine when you're listening to a hip-hop song, When you're hearing the N-word 50 times in that song, they're going to naturally believe that that is the way that people communicate with one another. If they don't know that it is considered to be offensive, they are going to believe that that is the natural way of things and that is how black people communicate with one another. So they're thinking of it as it's no different than saying hello, my friend or hello, my brother or something like that. That's what some of them. Now, some of them do know the difference and some of them do know that it is a disrespectful terminology. And you'll know the ones that are the educated ones that know not to use it. But, you know, in some time, in some sense, situations, you can never look at it as somebody being disrespectful to you. Sometimes that's just the way that they were, you know, that's just the way that they learned of it being an okay word. And you know, being black and in the Philippines and being black American in the Philippines, um, you have to realize that you are going to stand out like a sore thumb. You know, there are quite a few Africans in the Philippines. Ironically, they do go to school in the Philippines. But as far as being a black American, uh, we're a rarity. We are very rare, to be honest with you. Every now and again, like when I first got to the country, I would never see another black guy. The only other black person I ever saw, black American, was my father and my brother. That's it. I lived in that country for three months before I saw any other foreigner other than somebody that was family. It took me almost six months to a year before I saw another black guy. <laughs> you understand? So a lot of us as individuals, we do not try we do not travel as much as we should when it comes to the country, unless, again, like I stated before, unless you came in during the times when you know you were retired military or current military, you're not gonna see too many African Americans traveling to the Philippines. So for us to come into the country, we're kind of a rare breed. We are kind of a rare breed. That's the way that I like to see it. And again, that can be exciting. And again, that can be scary, depending on how you look at it. You got to realize that every situation isn't going to be so bad. I mean, I know a lot of people want to come into the country. A lot of uh, black Americans want to come into the country thinking the worst case scenario. So they kind of feel like they got to mug and mean mug everybody and look at people all hard and stuff. You got to leave that first world mentality, that neighborhood mentality, the hood mentality, let's be more specifically honest, that type of mentality is something you got to leave in the United States of America. Open yourself up just a little bit more. I promise you, if you open up and smile just a little bit, you'll be embraced by those people. You'll be embraced by Filipino people, more specifically, I'm sorry, shouldn't say those people, (laughs) but you'll be embraced by the country. They treated me very well over there. Now, I will say that you have to be careful. Let's be honest with one another. You have to be careful. 
Never let your guard down. Always stay on alert. Always stay guarded. Okay? This is something that I tell everybody when they come to the country. Although they are very friendly, you have to be careful not to make sure you're dealing with somebody looking to take advantage of you. I can give you a perfect example. Earlier in the podcast, just a few minutes ago, I mentioned that, you know, they'll invite you to have a drink with them. Sometimes you have that drink with them. You know, you continue to sit down and have that drink with them. If you continue to stay around and continue to drink with them, because Filipinos love to drink. Red Horse and San Miguel are they drink are their drinks of choice, <laughs> just in case you touch down and you're interested in knowing. Red Horse and San Miguel are their drink of choice. They may look at you as the foreigner and expect you to pay. So again, you have to be careful. You got to make sure that people aren't going to take advantage of you when you come into the country. You know what I'm saying? Never let them take your kindness for weakness. I per I prefer never going out and drinking with a group of Filipinos. I just don't like the idea of doing that, especially alone, because you never want to put yourself in a compromising situation where you tell them no. You know, you never want to be that guy. Because I feel like when you become that guy, you never want to put yourself in a compromising situation where people are going to look at you sideways and kind of take offense to you for anything that you'll do. So I just prefer you not to drink with Filipinos. That's just a quick example that I can give you. But again, as far as how they treat Black Americans when you come into the Philippines, it's one of the largest embraces I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's not like they're going to have a parade for you when you step off the plane. But I promise you, people will always be willing to be, you know, nice and helpful. Just make sure that they're not too helpful. I've always been skeptical of people that have always been too helpful to me. That's just the way that I've lived my life. <laughs> with everybody, not specifically with a certain group of people. But I know who I can hang out with and who not to hang out with. It's not it's not a bad idea to go out there and meet new friends. If you're the type of person that's a lone traveler, you like to go around and check out places on your own, it wouldn't hurt you to have a tour guide with you or somebody that you can trust, maybe somebody that you met on Facebook or online somewhere to help you get around and navigate easily. If that woman or whoever that is whoever you choose, I should say, it's going to be your companion. You know, it doesn't hurt you to, like, you know, pay for them to eat or something like that if you guys are going to eat together and stuff like that. So it may be to your benefit to have somebody looking out for you when you first touch down. Because Filipinos are naturally helpful. This I will agree with. Filipinos, in my personal opinion, are naturally helpful. Naturally. Again, you do have to look out for those that will try to take advantage of you. Again, that's anywhere and everywhere in the world. They will naturally try to take advantage of you. And I think that as a black American and as any foreigner touching down in the Philippines, that's the really where you have to be on your on your guard. Like, I feel like when you first touch down in the Philippines, you have got to be on your guard, ladies and gentlemen. And let me explain why. In the airport, when you touch down, when you're coming out, you're going to have a lot of people trying to help you. You know, can I help you carry your bag? You know, can I give you a shoe shine? Whatever it may be, people are going to be trying to find a way to help you so that they can get a tip. Okay. And when you give a tip, you know, most of us, when we first get out of the, uh, when we first get into the country, we don't understand the concept of money out there. We don't understand the difference between the dollar and the peso. So you may be thinking that if a person asks for like 100 pesos or it's 200 pesos or something like that or 250, that's only $5 for you, and that's the type of tip that you'll give in the United States, no problem. But you got to realize you're in the Philippines. You know, this is tinkering into another particular topic that I love to talk about. But, you know, again, I just want all of my brethren to be aware 
up to these types of situations when you're traveling into the country. Got to make sure you keep your mind open, but you also got to make sure you stay guarded and stay alert. We can always get into the deeper, deeper topics if you need to get that far. But right now, I definitely want to focus on being black American and, you know, how they treat black Americans when they come into the Philippines. They love us. Matter of fact, like I mentioned earlier before, hip hop is very, very popular in the Philippines. Hip hop music is very, very, very popular. Matter of fact, like uh, hip hop dancing and stuff like that, they love it. <laughs> they love it. And I really feel like, honestly, that African Americans are acceptable in the country for three reasons <laughs> basketball, singing, and dancing. I say this jokingly, but I say this to be real. Most of their favorite entertainers are African-American. Of course, most of their favorite basketball players, African-American. They love LeBron James. They love Kobe Bryant. They love, you know, all of these athletes, James Harden. And most of these guys have already visited the Philippines before, so that makes them love them even more. If you're an NBA athlete and you come to the Philippines, they love you. Basketball is very, very big out here. I just want to make that FYI. So if you play basketball, you're African-American and you look remotely like any athlete, I'm telling you, you're going to be that athlete. <laughs> OK, they're like, oh, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant. Oh, LeBron James, LeBron James. You know, even if you don't even look like them, if you're black <laughs> and you wear like your favorite athlete's jersey, that'll be who you are to those people. And never take that as a disrespectful thing. That is, that is an honor, in my personal opinion. Like, for me, honestly, I don't see it at all. But when I was in the country, they always say, oh, you look like Akon and you look like Flo Rider. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. But I never really believed it. You know, so again, it's an honor for them to say that you look like one of their favorite athletes or their favorite singers or dancers and stuff like that. Because that's very, very popular in the country. And as like I said previously before, their favorite entertainers are usually African-American. So the embrace that you feel as a black American coming into the country or how if you ever ask me, how do I feel like you'll be treated as an African-American, you know, male or female coming into the country? They'll embrace you. Most they'll embrace you most of the time. I'm like again, I'm not gonna say that everybody is acceptable of all foreigners coming into their country, but they are more accepting than probably any other country than I that I've seen in Southeast Asia. You know, they're very, very open, they're very, very, <laughs> you know, comforting. And and I and I and to an extent, I understand why, or I've 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 gathered a natural understanding of why that is. If you remember a while back. If any of you ever paid attention to this, if you remember around a while back, there was a young lady by the name of Issa Rae. And Issa Rae made a very, very controversial, controversial, sorry, statement, wherein she referred to Filipinos as the black people of Asia. If I remember correctly, don't say that that is verbatim. But to my knowledge, that was basically what was said. She said that Filipinos are the black people of Asia thought that that was funny but I also thought that that was kind of real just a little bit and I know some people took offense to it and I when I thought about it you know living in Asia for as long as I have and living in the Philippines as long as I have I realized that Filipinos and black American people have a lot in common some of it's funny but some of it is real like our love for fried chicken. Now, please don't take this in a racist way. I'm just being honest. Filipinos love fried chicken like in every 
every corner, <laughs> every street corner you go to or every street vendor you go to, they're selling fried chicken. And at first, you would think, oh, man, that's kind of racist. No, they just genuinely love fried chicken, no different than an African-American would. Simple and plain. Okay, simple and plain. And then, you know, as we dig deeper into history, we all know that the first ever Filipinos were of a darker skin pigmentation. They refer to as Negritos. You know, those are the native, native, native Filipinos that come from the mountainous regions. So, to you know, there are a group of native Filipinos that look no different than me and you as far as skin complexion is concerned that are still a part of the country, and they were the first ones around. I mean, as time went on, you know, you may not know this, but, you know, with the Spanish uh, conquering and stuff like that, you know, Filipinos began to get a little bit lighter, and they started to embrace the idea of skin whitening creams and being of lighter skin complexions, but we cannot overlook the fact that Filipinos were native to begin with. You understand? We cannot forget that fact. So, you know, I say that to say this. Filipinos naturally embrace African-American people, period. That's how I feel. I'm not going to say that everybody's going to love you. I would never say that. But the majority of the people do. The majority of the people have zero problem with you being in their country. Actually, they love the fact that you are there. A lot of people will say, thank you for visiting my country. I hope that you are enjoying my country. And, you know, that's the type of feeling that you don't get in the United States. Let me let's talk about that for a minute. One of the main reasons that I encourage travel in everyone, not necessarily just African-Americans, but in everyone is because the mentality of the people in the United States is normally hostile. I don't care what color you are. You know, everybody is, you know, hustling and bustling. It's all about work, keeping their head down. Nobody cares about anybody else most of the time. It's all about self. Uh, it's all about how much money I can make, what I can do for me. It's a me, me, me mentality. You understand? And I mean, I'm not against that, but it's hard for me to get behind that, especially in a, when you've when I've been in a place where and I've seen, you know, the camaraderie that can come about when you actually take time to get to know people and get to spend time around a different group of people. You're like, wow, I wish everybody could be like this. I wish the world could be like this. I wish the world could be accepting of people of different races and people of different backgrounds traveling into different countries. But that's not going to always be the case. You know, and I kind of felt like very uneasy living in the United States at times. I felt very, very, very uneasy. And I think many of you can understand why. I mean, there was a lot going on in the uh, United States before I went to the uh, Philippines again. A lot going on. The shootings were becoming rampant. There was just too much going on. And as we speak, even in 2019, we're still having the exact same problems that we were having in 28 year, 2018 in the years prior. So for me to escape this matrix and, matrix and get out of this rat race and, you know, immerse myself in a different culture, it opened my eyes and it made me grow as a human being. Not necessarily as a person, but as a human being. And that's just something that you can't, you can't buy that. You know, you can't, nobody can, you know, nobody can take that away from you. And that's why I encourage travel for everybody. You guys have zero idea what traveling has done for me. As the podcasts go on, of course, this is only episode two, but as the podcasts go on, you're going to understand a lot more about The Good Doc and what traveling has done for me and how traveling has made me a better person. 
Imagine, I grew up no different than everybody else. I was a black kid. I didn't grow up in the ghetto. <laughs> I didn't grow up in the hood, but I grew up with no different than most African Americans. I grew up more of a middle class lifestyle. I grew up in a neighborhood that was predominantly black. I grew up around kids that, you know, did the normal things that kids do in high school. Drink, smoke, you know, no, no the normal shit that normal kids do in high school and and also middle school. I had every opportunity to go the wrong way. I mean, every opportunity to go the wrong way. Most of the people that I hung out with did bad things. I mean, they didn't rob or steal, but, you know, they drink, they smoke, you know, they party. They had that mentality about themselves at a very, very young age. That was literally 90% of the people that I hung around. Every opportunity, I had to go the wrong way, and I went the right one. And, you know... Imagine being 17 years old and, you know, peer pressure and all of that stuff. But I was able to avoid it. I was able to avoid it and I put myself in a better situation by getting out. And I understand that being black is hard for us to get out most of the time. There's a lot of reasons why we can't travel. Finances, uh, child support, or, you know, maybe there's a criminal record that may prevent you from traveling or whatever it is that prevents you from getting your passport. I understand. But if you can never leave the country, Allow this podcast to be your vent, you know, a way for you to vent just to spend just a little bit of time listening to a brother who's been in a situation where and he can understand where you're coming from. I grew up around people no different than anybody else. I grew up saying the N word, listening to that hard hip hop music and and, you know, no different than any other African-American you would would in a normal, you know, African-American uh, environment. But I was able to outgrow it and I was able to become something better. And as a man, you got to want something better for yourself. Again, if traveling can't be what it is, at least start small. Let's get our mind right in 2019. You know, I prefer traveling and I recommend traveling to everybody. But because everybody can't travel, I want to sit here and be the voice for you. I want to be that voice that puts you in a mode where you can actually take time and actually reminisce and vent and actually be able to focus on my words. And I also want that to take you away from everything that's going on right now. I want you to take however long these podcasts are. I don't know. I'm trying to shoot for roughly about 20 minutes or so because I feel like talking for an hour by myself is going to get crazy ridiculous. So we're going to focus on around 20 to 30 minutes for a podcast. And for 20 to 30 minutes at a time, whenever this podcast comes on, I want to be your voice. I want to be the voice that you listen to. I want to be the voice that takes you from point A to point B. I want to put you in a situation where you can actually see the situation happening as it does. When the story when the story times come, and they're going to come, and they're going to be great, guys. Believe me, when I say I'm making podcasting great again, I mean it. When I say I'm making Philippine vlogging great again, I mean it. And when the story times come, I want you to be able to laugh with me. I want you to be able to joke with me. I want you to be able to enjoy with me. I want you to be able to share in these experiences with me. And if you want to support the podcast, you already know how you could do so. You just click that purple button and you'll be able to enjoy the podcast all day long. (laughs) And you'll be doing me a huge favor. And I hope that in one way or another, I'll be doing you a favor too. And if you feel like this is something that you want to get behind, go ahead and press that purple button. I promise you, 
you will not regret it. <laughs> Believe you me, this is something that I am dedicating my life to. This is something that I am dedicating my path to. Simply because I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this for everybody who wants to listen to me. I'm doing this for everybody who needs a voice. I'm doing this for everybody who needs a good time, a good laugh, a good joke every now and again. Let me put a smile on your face. Let the good die come through and heal. (laughs) That's what I'm known for. I'm known for making positivity the greatest thing ever. I'm known for being the most positive person on earth. I'll tell my stories, share my experiences, give you guys dynamic topics. And any topic that you want me to talk about, please feel free to hit me up in a message. I will gladly answer all questions, maybe in a future podcast. I'll definitely make sure that I am there for you as long as you guys are there for me. So again, that's the type of mentality that I also felt while I was in the Philippines. I felt like this was a brotherhood. I felt like this was a camaraderie. I felt like they had my back as long as I had their backs, you know? And that doesn't mean financially helping somebody out. No, 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 no. That just meant being present, being around, being a friend. And, you know, that's just the type of mentality that you may not get in the United States anymore. You have a a chosen few that you can call your true friends. And that's everywhere that we go. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have friends from different backgrounds and wanting to see different parts of the world. That's all I wanted to say, guys. That's it. Again, (laughs) you got to work with me. This is only episode two. As the episodes go along, I promise to get better. (laughs) I'm trying to make this as good as possible. I'm trying to make this as fun as possible. I'm trying to make this as great as possible. Again, we're here to make podcasting great again. 2019 is the year of Dr. Mike TV. This is the Dr. Mike TV experience. And again, once I say Philippine vlogging needs to be great again, so does podcasting. So does storytelling. And so does yours truly. All right. And with that being said, I think that I've touched on everything that I wanted to touch on. The embrace that uh, black Americans feel from Filipinos is bar none, you know, one of the best experiences that I believe that you'll ever come, you know, ever come across. I'm Again, I'm not going to sit there and act like everybody's going to love you. But overall, this is an embrace that I've never felt before from anybody. <laughs> to be honest with you, and this is the craziest thing, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to leave. I felt a more warmer embrace from Filipino people than I feel from my own people at times. I felt a more warmer embrace from Filipino people who barely even know me than I normally get from my own African-American brethren. And that's just some food for thought. That's all I'm going to say about that. So you take that however you want to. (laughs) You know, I got nothing but love for my brothers out there. This is why I do this. My brothers and sisters out there. Again, the podcast is not going to be all about, you know, just being African-American. We're going to um, definitely expand topics. But right now, I want to focus on the main topics and main questions that I feel like people are going to ask me as a black guy living in the Philippines. And with that being said, the good doctor is out. Stay blessed, ladies and gentlemen. Stay blessed.